The following podcast is intended for mature audiences only, meaning no children, young teenagers, or rule of three. Life in the world to come is a work of fiction, and improv is hard. Some of the topics discussed may be upsetting to some listeners, and if that is the case for you, then steal your heart. Take courage, for darker things lurk on the horizon. One could be forgiven for wanting to hold on to one's innocence. No one would fault you. Turn back now if you are frail at heart, for beyond here you will find only desolation and despair. For those of you whose souls have calloused and hardened through years of harsh winds and sizzling heat, welcome home. I'm Will Wood. A disclaimer. Welcome, everybody, to Life in the World to Come. I'm Will Wood. I'm Chris Dunn. And we're here to answer your questions about the recent return to power of the Taliban in Afghanistan. Oh, God. President Joseph Biden has roundly rejected any insistence that he take responsibility after his decision to withdraw all troops from mm. Afghanistan. Mm. And the left has been very ready to criticize him for that. However, at the same time, has been calling for the removal of all troops from the Middle East for the better part of two decades now. Chris, how does that make you feel? Uh, uh, you put it, you put, you, you put him in some goo, maybe, you, maybe get some more arms. I'm out of my element, man. Okay, that's interesting because, you know, that's one of the things I've noticed about the left is, is there's a consistent underline of hypocrisy regarding goo and growing extra arms. It seems to me almost as though uh-huh. these, these liberals today, they don't recognize what the consequences of their actions are. And as a result of it, perhaps it's worth considering that our left wing's consistent demand to have all troops removed from the Middle East, um, to, uh, uh, that perhaps it had a large enough influence on American politics where now it's taking center stage in the world and perhaps Uh, it uh is us who need to take responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) I did a, uh, I I did a bunch of meth and PCP and I saw, uh, the son shoot a guy with a gun and I would, I was prepared to talk about that. Well, you know, I just figured maybe it was about time that we added a little bit more of an intellectual oh God, you're right. element to the show. Because no, I've you're been right. listening, it's been so fucking random. Yeah, I've been listening back to earlier episodes, and yeah. I feel like it lacks structure, and I feel like it lacks uh, okay. cohesion. And honestly, I must say, I believe there is a slight anti-intellectual undercurrent to some you of it. You know what? Okay, you're right. Um, I'm going to... I'm gonna put this PCP away. Yes. First. Okay. I'm just um, and then okay. I no, I think I can do this. Um, okay. So we're we're like we're smart guys. Okay. So Afghanistan is a country. Yes. I, can you tell me some more things about it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know what the fucked up thing is? <laughs> what? Is that like I I am I used to be like a pretty like informed person. Yeah. I'm at a point in my life where I am so disconnected from the fucking news that like I don't I don't even know enough about the situation in Afghanistan to make jokes about it. Oh. Like I don't even have a point of reference. I know that there is a situation in Afghanistan and that right. it's no good. And that's <laughs> That's about it. Oh, I'm sorry. I think maybe because I was speaking quickly and right. with some, you know, SAT words thrown in there. Yeah. Uh, I may have given the impression that I have any idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do not. 
I also do not know what's happening in Afghanistan. Right. Okay, you did I'm what not... I also would have done, which is just, uh, you know, squirt out all of the knowledge I absorbed through other people posting about it on Facebook. Yes. And then, exactly. You're not on Facebook, but I'm sure it was essentially the same process. Reddit. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know anything about it. I just know what people are saying about yeah. it. And, and I've, heard it's, I've heard it's a real mess over uh, there. It doesn't look good. Well, at, well, I did see. I did see this. Is that they said the Taliban? The t- they said that. <laughs> Why are we talking about the Taliban? Well, no. Well, no. The well, no. The Taliban. I'm sorry. They they said that this time. <laughs> that this time. Yeah. They're going to be nice to women. Oh no! They, uh, they apparently said, they broke that promise pretty oh, quick. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, fooey on me. You know, fool me <laughs> once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you fool me. You can't get fooled again. <laughs> That is, this is a new part of the podcast now where we talk about the movie we watched earlier. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I had a really good time watching uh, Code of Honor of Steven Seagal, even though it was not a good movie, or even like a good bad movie, but yeah. it was just, ah, uh, it was so, you could just, it was, it was so dense with bad I, mistakes. I think that like, was the problem with it, is that with a good bad movie, with a so bad it's good movie, it's more about experiencing these moments that are overwhelming or mind-boggling or how you know how could you possibly think this was the thing to do in this movie whereas in this movie the movie itself was ill ill-conceived it was just bad every single moment of it had something wrong with it on a base level not just on like an execution level or even an idea level but on a cultural context level like just the very essence of this film was erroneous (laughs) yeah so just like it was just like literally like just like because you know Tommy Wiseau says anything and it's funny, and this was like there's a little bit of that in this movie, but there's also just like a lot of like an EMT like in the background wiping blood off a woman's face and nothing happens because the blood is painted onto her right. face. Yeah, it's just like shit like that, and like the lighting is terrible. And but I will say, I I, I will say that, and I'm sorry about this. I apologize, but I think that. <sighs> I, look, I'd never seen a Steven Seagal movie before this. <laughs> I, had, I had seen a lot of clips. I had seen a lot of, like, uh, you know, think pieces of people talking about Steven Seagal. He's a very interesting bastard. He's, like, the worst man in the world, but in, like, a very funny way. Uh-huh. So I've been, always been kind of fascinated with him. And I just kind of assume that he's a bad actor. And he is. But I also think he's my favorite actor now. <laughs> I think he is my absolute favorite actor. He was magnetic in this movie. He was just like, in a way that like, again, not making good acting choices, but just like, he is so sure that he's nailing it in a yeah. way that almost makes him nail it. His confidence like, yeah, is... Yeah, he's like so much confidence. I think that what they were going monster. for... I feel like... I mean, I don't know, but my impression of Steven Seagal movies is that usually he's the lead character, he kicks a bunch of ass, and he gets the girl, and that's the movie. And I think with this movie, they were going for, like, 
a Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight approach. Right. <laughs> whereas, yeah, no, that you're right. That's absolutely what he was. Right. Not a lot of screen time. There's a different but, comparison we could make that would spoil the movie. And because we know you're all going to watch Code of Honor starring Steven Seagal. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we like, don't want to spoil that. We don't want to spoil it. <laughs> Yeah, no, but the another... comparison rhymes with Byler Burden. Right. Um, <laughs> another edgy male icon from, you know, yeah, which is honestly, 15 years ago. Tyler, Teeth Ledger's a little bit of a Tyler Durden. I guess it's, so, it's, yeah. It's, it's the same kind of, like, uh, like the dark, chaotic... Mm. He was definitely, like, he's trying... He was... Uh, it's a, I mean, like, you don't gotta watch this movie. You truly don't. But maybe do. Like, yeah, I you, mean, you might get something out of it. And I think that's what I felt at the end, is that, like, I could tell I had changed, yeah. but I didn't know how. <laughs> and, like... It was, I, I, it was Steven Seagal's magnetic performance. He was compelling. He and was I think compelling. that their Heath Ledger ap- approach worked. Less screen time, more mystery... You know, right? Yeah, you don't you don't show too much of the thing. It's the Cloverfield monster approach, is what it is. Steven Seagal is the Cloverfield monster, um, <laughs> and um, I, I, you know, I would have I, that said. I still would have loved to have seen just a full hour and a half of Steven Seagal just sitting in chairs and pointedly not running anywhere and not knowing how to fire a gun. Because that was also amazing, just him being like fat as shit and out of shape and not. At all being a fucking action star. Just, I and love, just like, yeah. And like, there are all these people being like, he's the fucking deadliest man who's ever lived. <laughs> but at one point, they're like, he'll like it, like, by the time you know his face, I've already, his cha- he'll already have changed his shape. And he's like, he's cha- shaped like Steven Seagal. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Like, he has a very recognizable silhouette in that it's almost Donald Trump's silhouette. It really is. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the he, same penguin esque yeah, sort of thing. He wears like, he wears like a very long, flowy, fancy coat in the movie. That that is exactly like the ones that Donald Trump wears. Right, and then like the the swoop on the back of the head from his <laughs> yeah. mullet too. Is it a mullet or is it a ponytail? I, I can't. Like, tell. I don't know. The lighting wasn't good enough in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there, at no point was the was the quality of the picture good enough. You didn't tell. Which actually made it harder for me to diagnose this situation properly. It could have been partially due to some of the unique lighting choices, <laughs> but I'm really sure, really sure. That he wasn't explicitly so, but implicitly in blackface. In the movie. <laughs> I mean, we had to bring it up. It's like we don't even have to. We don't have to. We don't look. We don't have to get into it. We don't have to talk about it. All I'm saying is just like Google Steven Seagal call for honor. Just any given clip of him on screen in the daylight and. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah. He, lo- he looks like he's... Like he's... He does. He looks like he's... Yeah. He, he looks <laughs> like... really bad. He looks and sounds so much like if Alec Baldwin had been hired instead of Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. for that role yeah. in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Um, it's... His also is like his weird whisper, like, yeah, da- fucking daddy-o. <laughs> what are you cats up to? <laughs> <laughs> He's, I awful. rebranded myself as a blues man, and I'm sticking to it. He really did. Yeah, he's he's a he's a blues man, a uh, Buddhist monk, hard boiled sheriff. <laughs> Just like he's <laughs> he's so many things. It's amazing. I love Steven Seagal. I don't love Steven Seagal. He's one of the worst people ever born. But I don't God, know anything about in such him an entertaining for... way. Yeah, it's so good. Just like re- just Google Steven Seagal's life, and it's amazing he's such a piece of shit it's so good it's 
He's such a weird liar. <laughs> he, pay, he paid a Buddhist monk to lie and say that he was the reincarnation of an ancient Buddhist lama. Within, within Buddhism, he is only a couple steps down from the Dalai Lama. For real. He is, he is a, he, he's the, he's like a pope. He's like, he's like, a, like, it's like if he was a bishop or something. Like, it's fucking crazy. It was a whole thing. He, he like, acted like he remembers his past lives. It's stupid. Oh, my it's God. It's so good. I love it. Have you seen videos of him uh, fighting Aikido? Yes. Yes, He just twirls his good. finger around, and then he pays, like, Exactly. Old Japanese people to fall over. Yeah, and that's it. I, I said this to you earlier. It's just, it's, the, it's the perfect uh, martial art for Steven Seagal in that it just requires him to stand around and pay a guy to fall over. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's all it has to be. It's um, a fake martial art. Aikido isn't real. It's like been proven fake. Is it really? I think so. Yeah. I I, I don't think like Aikido has ever actually been used in like a fight that people have like viewed and like saw. And wow. it was like definitely not one person paying another guy to do a flip and fall over because <laughs> he like tweaked his wrist. Oh my god! Anyway, Probably. welcome to Life in the World to Come. This is a podcast about the apocalypse. That's correct. It is, and not other things. I don't know. I could talk about Steven Seagal for four more hours. Oh, that wasn't me saying let's not talk about Steven Seagal <laughs> for four more hours. I was, I was more referring back to my political spiel earlier. Oh, fair enough. Which contained yeah. none of my legitimate actual beliefs. I mean, look, I think. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else to say about uh, about Code of Honor? With Steven Seagal and the other guy. I say that if we want to help solve the situation in Afghanistan, we need to call in Colonel Sykes to come in and <laughs> shoot everybody with man. his automatic firing sniper rifle that doesn't cause any recoil. <laughs> and he can just point and click at people. He can just kind of wave around and kill an army of drug dealers. It's like a garden hose. <laughs> it just... has no blind spots. Yep. He found the one point in the roof that th there's absolutely no cover. <laughs> <laughs> People are sitting ducks. <laughs> the same Colonel Sykes over to Afghanistan. A man who, by the end of the movie, and this is why you need to watch this movie. By the end of the movie, it's not clear whether or not he exists. <laughs> it's incredible. It's well, like, I mean, they do say that. <laughs> yeah, they do say they that. in the movie, that. the like FBI guy, he's he's like, you know, you'll you'll see him, you think you know him, and then it's almost as if he was never there at all, and it's like. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, I think it. Oh, fuck it, we're spoiling this movie. Yeah, I, I think it, I think at one point, like, like the the main character, because Steven Seagal is the main character, is this FBI guy, and it's like, well, it, well, that's the thing. It turns out that like, oh, he wasn't actually with the FBI, and they call him, and he starts like, you know, he's like, he's he's being all weird and cryptic with his language. He's like, he's smoking a cigar. He's doing all the stuff he wasn't doing before. And I was like, as a joke, I was like, oh, okay, so the twist is that they're the same character now. Well, except... The implication is that, like, I was saying that, like, oh, this is just a poorly written movie. Right, that's what and I that, thought you were saying, yeah. Yeah, and that, and that they're just, like, that's what I was saying, is that, right. like, this movie just sucks, and that actually in the third act, this character is randomly just the same character as Steven Seagal now. But then it turns out that, no... It right. is Fight Club, maybe? <laughs> it's truly unclear whether or not it's Fight Club, but it might have been Fight Club the whole time, and the FBI guy was actually Steven Seagal. Right. And like, <laughs> I called it without even realizing I called it. Like, uh, it's, it, it's, it's Fight Club only instead of it being, like, Brad Pitt at his sexiest ever. It's Steven Seagal 
in his twilight years. <laughs> in, his, in his fucking... Steven Seagal, a man who started acting at the age of 50... Which blows my mind. ...a million years ago. <laughs> oh now my it's just God. The, the, the bleachest black hair that you've ever seen. <laughs> fucking jet black hair. He's got big Donald Trump energy. He does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Which is the same thing as small dick energy. It's like, I'm gonna... I'm, how about... What if I made a movie where I'm a cool guy? <laughs> Repeat 80 times in 2016 alone. Yeah, be a real artist and make a movie where you depict yourself as, like, a schlubby just asshole. Just a guy who gets punched one time. Seriously. Bruce uh, yeah. Wallace gets punched in his movies. You can just pu- get punched one time. Well, there is that one scene where he jumps through a window that was and so fucking does weird. not land. He, he, he full dangerous out the window. <laughs> just like, it looks like I'm gonna have to jump. And then, like, Except- at one point, at one, like, there's, like, one point, like, there are co- they're on a roof having a knife fight and there are cops and he <laughs> yeah, looks at the cops fight, sure. and then just jumps aside like like shoulder checks down into like a slanted like 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 greenhouse style window and then you think he's gonna like fucking superhero land or like but no just just like <laughs> sideways just like crunch <laughs> and just like lays there and then they cut back to him and he's still laying there like he hasn't moved for like 40 seconds yeah and then he gets up and he's like well I mean, they, they he's got a shard of glass up. going through his hand he has to pull out yeah i mean the next cool with that yeah, he tapes it up the next time you see him after you see him on the ground he's like standing in like a fucking sewer or something <laughs> and like he's like taping up his hand and the guy who is him maybe they have a fight again or something. And he waves his knife around with no rhyme or reason yeah, behind he's it. Just like, he's just like, it's actually kind of brilliant the way they do it. Mm. Because, like, he's waving his knife around and you can almost, like, trick yourself into thinking that there's, like, a technique. Yeah. And the reason you're able to do it is because they added in, like, a <laughs> sound into, like, the background as he's doing it. Right. And if you take that sound away, it's just a fat 60-year-old man going, with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> with an extremely straight face yeah the like, straightest face i've ever <laughs> seen the straight in every sense of the word yeah <laughs> like, <I'm> like, <laughs> it's just say what you will about steven seagal he knows how to fucking that uh, that, that, that man oozes heterosexuality <laughs> The, he was like the, uh, the the reason I think I liked him so much in that movie is because he was the only person in the movie who did not know what movie he was in. <laughs> like everyone else was like, oh, fuck, this is a terrible movie. And you could kind of tell they were sort of only half-assing it. Yeah. Steven Seagal was holding nothing back. Oh, he was I mean, as long as he in. didn't have to like stand up or run for two. He never like, ran. He held that back. Yeah, no, no, he never ran. At he one never, point, he, he like turned to the side and then was no longer there. But yeah. He did some stuff with his hands a couple times. Yeah, I mean, he wiggled a knife around. <laughs> he wiggled a knife around. He, like, pointed a gun and, like, just no, swept with it. The, the, I think the craziest part about the whole Tyler Durden twist is, and again, I said this during the movie, is just this idea that this guy is manifesting his idea of what, like, this fucking psychopathic killer, this fuck, this this machine of death, this this yeah. apex alpha male, greatest warrior who's ever lived. They call him the ghost, just like, and they, he imagines sixty year old fat as shit Steven Seagal, <laughs> <laughs> just, a man who does not look like he could win a fight. I mean, Steven Seagal knows how to like do tough guy face, but like I've never been in a fight. I'm not a strong guy. I bet I could. I bet I could beat up Steven Seagal. Yeah, I bet I could do it. He looks like he has like a low center of gravity and be hard to push over, but he doesn't look like he could make you fall over with a flick of the wrist. He doesn't look 
very fast or coordinated. And I'm not very fast either, but I bet I'm faster than him. And I bet I could just, like, hit him and then run away and then come back and do it again. Like like in a video game. Just, you know? It's going to do chip damage until he goes down. Oh. Well, now that we've talked about Afghanistan and Steven Seagal <laughs> for 20 minutes, welcome everybody to Life in the World to Come. I'm Will Wood. I'm Chris Dunn. It's the third time we've done the intro. Is it? It is. Excellent. We well, did it one at the beginning, one in the middle, and now one just now. Well, I would love to just make sure we did it one time where we definitely, very clearly and explicitly explained what the podcast was. This is, we answer questions about the apocalypse. You write us questions and we answer them. We you write them the in apocalypse. we answer questions on emails, on Instagram, on Discord, sometimes. And that's what we do. That's what we're about. That's what we believe in. That's our mission. Our cause, our purpose, our passion, our lust, our... (laughs) (laughs) The fire of our loins. I'm sorry. (laughs) I like like that. That's good. I I didn't laugh because I'm looking for emails, not because I didn't like the fire of our loins. (laughs) Um, Okay, This, this is a question from Gmail. What things will you be made fun of, if it won't already be the norm, for doing or participating in in the world to come? I need to know ways to bully my friends and or enemies. Uh, not eating people will make you look like a real fairy. <laughs> you know how people make fun of vegans today? Yeah. And people be like, wait, you won't have a cheeseburger? Come on. Come on. What are you? Come on. A little softy. little baby. Oh, yeah. No, cuck. this is this is helping. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. You're just going to you're going to stop eating meat. So they're going to stop killing them. They're, they're already dead anyway. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's going to be a uh, very similar language, but, you know, just switch some of the words around. Yeah. Like, you know, especially... hey, look, they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, or... hey, they were rude to Big Carl. Who's Big Carl? <laughs> it's, he's the boss. Oh, right. The boss. <laughs> <laughs> they were rude to Big Carl, and so now they got to eat him. Right, right. Yeah, um... and, people, and, and, that's, and if you don't want to eat people, they're going to be like, look, you know, what are you so upset about? There's going to be this weird cultural thing going on, too, that you see, like, you know, uh, these days you'll see various companies that focus on meat products really bragging about the fact that they have meat and they make meat and meat is for mans. And, you know, so, like, for instance, it's going to be like Arby's. We have the people. And, (laughs) you know, it's it's going to be I mean, Arby's obviously will be the only fast food yeah. restaurant that remains in the future. But point is, you're going to get a lot yeah. of flack if you don't and eat people. it's still going to be, like, weird and gendered in that way. <laughs> where they're going to have, like... And also, we have Arby's, like, triple meat, double stack, beef and bacon, uh, roast beef extravaganza for, for dainty girls. <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah, for, exactly. For delicate women. Yeah. So that's... that's this is going to level up. It's just going to be there's gonna the still same be. but different. There's still going to be a weird masculinity around the whole eating a bunch of meat thing, which honestly, mwah, I love that. I love just mwah, just the <laughs> idea that just like, just, mwah, yeah, there's nothing more straight than protein, than, than protein and just putting a big old wiener in your mouth. And <laughs> nothing, um, nothing makes me feel more like a man than packing my gullet full of meat. Exactly. I love <laughs> Just that. take a big mouthful of, of hot meat <laughs> down my <laughs> It's a sentence I'm that... I'm it's, yeah, it's it's a sentence that just is has a delicious sense of anyway. You get my point. <laughs> yeah, I get your point. And people are gonna keep getting called slurs for not eating meat, <laughs> and so that's something you're gonna uh, run into if you don't eat people. 
it's a dog eat dog world out there. Mm-hmm. Especially in the world to come, there will be dogs eating each other. Yeah, everywhere. I was about to say, especially for dogs. Yep, they'll be eating each other, and yeah. it'll be a man eat man world. And yeah. if you're not a man who eats men, you're not a real man in the world to come. And so you're going to want to take any opportunity to dominate your fellow man, uh, man whenever possible. So one of those things is you got to be ready to start being one of the people who does the making fun of others, not one of the people who gets made fun of. Exactly. Uh, what else do you think we might uh, see people get made fun of in the world to come? Have you received any visions about any schoolyard mockery that might be different? Hmm. Hold on. I put the I put the PCP away. Give me. Oh yeah, no sure. Do a quick. Quick, well. That's what it sounds like to do PCP. <laughs> I was about to say, well, what does doing PCP sound like? So I don't sound like a phony. This is the kind of thing you might know. Will, what is? How do you do PCP? Is it a pill? Is it a drink? Is there some kind of? I, I, is there some sort of ritual involved? What is? What is PCP? PCP. How do I do it? Is it dissociative? Tell me how to do PCP. I I don't think I should. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> some people like to dip joints or cigarettes in it. Okay, okay. Uh, it's uh, like most like most drugs can come in a white powder. All right, that's good. That's good enough. Uh, just bloop, bloop. <laughs> you know the sound of you. That's the sound of you. That's the sound it makes. So you dip a joint into some PCP. A bloop. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> PCP. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Yo, you looking to go get blooped? <laughs> Ah, uh, what was I talking about? You gotta do PCP. Mm. <laughs> if you're if you're not fucking fucked up on PCP all the time, people are gonna think that you don't know how to party. Yeah. You won't get invited to any parties, but if you see someone who's not on PCP, you can talk to all your friends about how they'll how probably lame they are. They'll probably narc on you. Mm. To Big Carl. Right, and Big Carl doesn't like it when you don't do PCP. He there's Big Carl, there's like a very steep Big Carl tax on PCP. Mm. Where you gotta give most of your PCP to Carl. And it's like to a point where there is, you know, very little left for you to sustain yourself on. You know, it's a whole, you know, feudal system that we don't have to get into. But the point is, uh, if you see anyone not doing PCP, probably a fucking narc. I feel like we should talk a little bit about Big uh, Big Carl, though. <laughs> yeah. because no, I think... we shouldn't just refer to him in passing. And then... <laughs> I feel like eventually we're going to have to explain a little bit about Big Carl. Right. Because he is important. <laughs> it's like talking about Bernie Sanders, <laughs> but mm-hmm. not ever explaining any context about him. Right. You right. know, for people who had never heard of Bernie Sanders. No, let's, let's say some stuff about Big Carl, which sure. is that uh, he's big. And his name's Carl. He's got a he's got a rock. A big rock. See, most people can't lift that rock up, but Carl's big and he can. And right. he's if you don't give him your PCP, he's gonna <laughs> hit you with it. <laughs> and that's what you gotta know about Big Carl. And now you might be wondering what is Big Carl's role in the world to come. We're not sure exactly no. how you define it or compare it to like, say, political structures in today's day and age. It's a bit like it's a bit feudalistic. Yeah. Um it's also a bit libertarian, but like, you know, uh, what's the word, word I'm looking for? Anarcho-libertarian. Hmm. Um, it's, but it's also a bit authoritarian communist. So it's all over the map in terms of how you would identify it and compare it to today's power structures. Mm-hmm. But basically, Big Carl is a man who will be born in a couple of days, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, and will ascend to power in a few decades and will essentially, through various means usually relating to the fact that he is very, very big, or mm-hmm. will be, will rise to the top of the dominance hierarchy. Yep, there it is. Okay. <laughs> so, 
you know. <laughs> um, and uh, he's going to wield a very big rock, and he's going to preside over most of North America. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be you're going to see campaign posters all over the place that say <laughs> "Big Carl for Give Me Your Fucking PCP." <laughs> And it's just him doing the Uncle Sam thing, but he's also just holding the big rock over his head. Right. Because the thing about Uncle Sam is that behind an Uncle Sam poster is an implicit threat, but not an explicit one. Right. With big Carl posters, clear. Clear This is interesting. Was it, uh, I think, was it Locke who came up with the concept of the Leviathan, or was it someone else? I believe it was Locke, but don't quote me on that. Again, don't quote me either. I took philosophy a long time ago, but I think it was Locke's concept of the Leviathan, of this, of the idea of a grand power that keeps society together through fear. Mm. That's the only thing that's going to keep people uh, in check. And, you know, I don't know if that's true, but, you know, in this microcosm, I mean, people aren't doing too much PCP. Right. It's a good, you know, it regulates the amount of PCP because you got to have enough PCP to give to Big Carl. Right, exactly. Um, and, um, wait, what? <laughs> Where people aren't doing PCP right now because Big no, Carl? No, 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 in the future. Oh, okay, yeah. It, it'll regulate, it'll keep, it, it, you know, this won't be his goal, but in a way it will keep people from doing an unhealthy amount of PCP. Look, there's an because upside. They gotta give Because they got to give most of their PCP to Big Carl. Right, you know, I mean, uh, like, uh, World War II was great for the economy. You know, it's the same sort of thing. Um, it's, I'm, don't, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> uh, but... Um, <laughs> 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 Uh, big Carl. Look, World War Two. We got really good at making bombs, and that's been really good for us financially for, for a us. long time. And, <laughs> like, and only us ever. There are other. There it's are not others. been good for anybody else. Who else? Us <laughs> being good at building bombs has not been good for anybody but us. I don't know. I don't. Who is this anybody that you keep referring to? Japan. It's not it's just America. Well, in the world to come, Carl will be the closest thing. Big Carl will be the closest thing to a president in the United States. Um, aside from the reanimated corpse of Ronald Reagan, who will, more you of, know... More of a figurehead. Yeah. He's going to come out and speak on behalf of Big Carl quite often. Well, the thing is that, like, because uh, there, there will no longer be a, you know... Big Carl will be, will be the equivalent of a president. The presidency itself will no longer hold, you know... The power once dead. He's, he's going to be Ronald Reagan is going to be less of a leader and more of like a Santa Claus type. <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. He, just kinda, he travels the land giving gifts to children. No, Ronald the, Reagan the ca- travels the land taking gifts from children, children? Yeah, and giving better. them to richer children, children. <laughs> and saying, "Don't worry, it'll come back to you later." <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Yeah, the the rotting irradiated corpse of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Breaking into your house at night, night. eating your your teddy bears and and your fucking rock'em rock'em sock'em robots, (laughs) and giving them to trust fund kids. (laughs) What was the What was the question again? We moved on from it a while ago. (laughs) It was It was not even about uh, fucking Big Carl. (laughs) I really like Big Carl as a (laughs) name, and it's disappointing because I don't feel like there's a single bit I could think of. That to me would satisfy the need that the name Big Carl creates for me. I think no. I think he's a simple man. He's big and he wants your PCP, and that's all there is to him. <laughs> he's big as fuck, and you gotta give him your PCP. Right. He's and... demanding your PCP. You don't have PCP, get some. 
for Big Carl. <laughs> Big Carl. Big Carl gotta have his PCP. <laughs> Big, Big Carl is also part of his rise to power will be due to the fact that um, he's the son of Carl's Jr. <laughs> he is uh, Carl's Jr. Uh, you know, the junior of Carl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Big Carl is uh, is actually Carl Jr. Um, Big Carl Jr. is Carl's Jr. <laughs> the junior that Carl's Jr. is referring to. And when Carl's Jr. becomes a much more uh, successful chain in a few years, uh, it will uh, grow to a point where it acquires Arby's. And Arby's will grow to a point where it becomes the main distributor of human flesh in the world to come. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that takes us back to the original question, right, which is, we are, yeah. you know, you're going to suffer in a lot of different ways, not just being made fun of, but also suffer physically a great pain if you do not go to Arby's. We have the people <laughs> with your PCP and, you know, buy the people from uh, Big Carl to be, I don't fucking know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing, man. Um, I, I got... St- I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got stuck on imagining another another campaign co- poster for Big Carl <laughs> yeah. that just says "Gotta have my PCP." Like, <laughs> and that's I'm gonna be honest. That's all I've been thinking about for the last. How are you imagining Big Carl looking? Because to me, I'm imagining a very large, yeah. uh, kind of fat but muscular, yeah. bald man yeah. with four arms and like three fingers on yeah, his sure. hand. Yeah. And no nipples. I was just kind of imagining him as a huge guy, but that's also good. Well, like, here's it's, the thing. He can be a mutant. He's always naked. Yeah. Um, I, I, the thing is, this isn't something that, like, I was working out in my head. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, thinking, what does he look like? Yeah, I think I'd like for him to have four arms. No, this right. is naturally yeah, no, you just, Big what, Carl printed and that's out. just what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You fed Big Carl <laughs> into right. my printer, and I printed out that image. Yes. And I don't know why. Okay. I just say no. It's a perfectly reasonable thing. I wasn't imagining him as a mutant, but he could be. It's the apocalypse. Well, everybody will be at least a uh, little bit. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, Gotta lift that big rock somehow. Uh, let's check on the Instagrams. This is this is a very straightforward one. Okay. What is the average life expectancy in the world to come, and how can I extend my own? A lot of different ways to answer the second question. Mm, Okay. And the first question. I was about to say, it's, I I feel like it might be frustrating for people because they get this answer a lot, but it's going to be a broad spectrum of things. It's going to depend on your circumstances and it's going to depend on you. For some people, it could be infinity. Right. There's going to be a lot of ways to make it so that you live into infinity. There's also, you might not make it through the first five minutes. Right. You might make it through the first 500 years and then just die somehow because there's going to be a lot of different ways. A knife might come from the sky. I can't say it won't. So, for instance, if you live in a tropical area right now, you may be able to find some haunted volcanoes yes. that you can jump into and acquire their spiritual strength and yeah. therefore <laughs> live as a fireman. Yeah. Uh, I, and when I say a fireman, I mean a fireman. It will turn you into a firefighter. Um, <laughs> okay. Live as a firefighter for the rest of all time. If you're ready to become a mutant firefighter who's been infected by volcano ghosts, it's always that's a, a good way to do it. You'll live forever, Yeah, but you got to fight fire and, and you, be fire. And you're, it's made a, you're made of lava. You touch, your lo- you touch your sweetie, they die. You can only bang other lava people. That's, yeah, or firefighters who are made out of lava, which is inconvenient. Yeah, it's just a bunch of, it's all firefighters, <laughs> a bunch of type A personalities. <laughs> And oh, I got this fucking savior complex, which is, you know, which is that's their own thing. I'm not saying, I'm not coming out against firefighters. Hey, man. It's, just, it's a lot of aggressive personalities. Hey, 
Red Lives Matter, man. <laughs> Uh, I love those flags. I love Red Lives Matter so much. Just a problem that did not was not an issue. <laughs> um, it's like Red Lives Matter is the most like unambiguous. <laughs> just like we're racist <laughs> and hey, also hate fire. Like we're firefighters and we're mad at black people too. <laughs> But, like, actually, you just said a fact is what you did. It's, I'm laughing as if it's a joke, but you just said facts. Um, uh, but to get, um, to get back to it, is you are going to have a lot of type A personalities, like real hero types, uh, trying to fight fires, but being made out of lava. And right. it's going to be a problem. If you have a house fire in the world to come, if you're living around some of these haunted volcanoes that turn people into firefighters made of lava... Um, you're not going to want to call 911. No. You're going to want to get a bucket and try your best. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, because it's just going to get worse if they go. Uh, it's a bad system. Yeah. The kite's going to be all fucked up. <laughs> they get a lot of public money. It's bad. It's like, weird. They're they're explicitly, they make their, they're the thing that they do, they're, they make it worse every time. Yeah, but that's, that's Florida for you. <laughs> you know? And Big Carl has some it's... weird ideas about governance that, you know... What can you do? You That's know? the thing. Like, we say that it turns you into a firefighter. That was more kind of just Big Carl's idea. Yeah. It turns you into, like, you know, a human that embodies, like, the spirit and karma of, of you know, of, of heat and the earth and, 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 you know, the regenerative. It's a very spiritual thing. Right. But, you know, they're called firefighters. Right. That's what, you know, it's just what they call them. Right. Big Carl heard that, and he was, like... Well, first he was like, "Give me my PCP," and, right. then, and, and then, then he yeah. was like, "Well, they, they gotta f- make them firefighters." Right, you gotta make them firefighters. Yeah, and then someone was like, "That won't work," and he hit him on the head with a big rock. And, you know, <laughs> he died. And that's the problem with fascism. Right, exactly. Yeah, the problem with fascism is with authoritarianism. Yeah, and I'm surprised people don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> you could ship of Theseus yourself. That's true. Yes. Um, I saw a vision of a man turning himself into a ship. That's true. And that's what you meant by that's, that, right? You could turn yourself into a big boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just replace a piece of Become yourself a, with a with, piece with of a, a boat. boat. Until you're a boat. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then you can't die because you're a boat. Boats don't die. <laughs> Checkmate, liberals. <laughs> <laughs> Are invincible. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this. It's true. But guns don't work on them. No. <laughs> you Fire ever doesn't work on them. A boat? Nothing. <laughs> um, you unless... punch a boat, you hurt your hand. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so yeah, I feel like we did a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, you're gonna. So you want to live? Oh, oh, obviously. It's so obvious. What? Listen to our podcast. I love that. Slap me some skin, dude. Yeah, and go to patreon.com slash life in the world to come. Gotta listen. You want to you wanna live a long and healthy and productive life, you just keep listening to our podcast every week. And you want to make sure that you are uh, pledging enough to that uh, Patreon to, to hear the Uncharismatic Edition, too, because yeah, that will also give you additional wisdom. That's where all the special secrets are, because right. in, the, in the version that we put out to the public, it sounds like jokes, right. but in the Uncharismatic Edition, we, we tell you the ancient secrets. Yeah. We go deep into our tomes, and we 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 decode the codex for you, and you know tell you all the cheat codes. Yeah, and it's pretty good. 
Yeah. I, and after um, and when the event happens and you can't listen to podcasts anymore, you're just gonna want to move towards you know close to the mountaintop that we stand atop and bellow the podcast out to. Yeah. Which is actually going to be right where we currently are. Right. Where my house <laughs> currently is. Yeah, we're going to stand on top of Will's house and just shout as loud as we can. And I, so you're going to be wanting to be close enough to hear that so you can get all the good tips and tricks. Yeah. Shall we move on to the next question? I feel like we've done a great job. We've done an incredible job. We're very, very good at we're this. We're so good at this. And honestly, we deserve more of a reward than we get. Yeah. But um, we're going to move on to the next question. I don't know if this person intends me for me to read this question like this. But I'm reading it, and I can only imagine it being asked in the way that I'm about to ask it. Okay. What will happen to the cowboys? <laughs> um, I, we don't have to answer it. I don't know if there's anything there. Well, there but could it's just, be. Like, there's something very wistful about, like, what will happen to the cowboys? Well, really, it depends on exactly what you're asking. If right. you're talking about the cowpoke... Right. Um... Or if you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, or if you're talking about the half-cow-half-boy hybrid that will walk the wastelands in the future. Or if you're just talking about the roving uh, gang of, of wasteland thugs called the Cowboys. Right, yeah. And they're not even talking about, like, you know, herding cattle. They just know what cows are, and they're a bunch of boys. <laughs> just know and they're what they like, are. Yeah, we're just like, we're the Cowboys. Because you know? they're all just kind of, uh, like, excited to about cows i mean cows are going to be dangerous very and so they're going to be dangerous and scary <laughs> so the cowboys is actually going to be a very scary name <laughs> you're right it's going to be very intimidated to hear right it's like it's like if there was a uh a pack of rowdy youths in your neighborhood who called themselves like i don't know the uh proud the, boys <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like the sharks, but even that like sounds cheesy 1950s gang musical thing. I'm trying to think of like a, a street gang named after an animal that would genuinely be intimidating. But uh, you get the point. The Snake Eyes Club. The Snake Eyes Club. <laughs> from um, from Code of Honor with Steven Seagal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The Snake Eyes. The Snake. Club. Yeah, it's gonna be like the Cowboys is gonna be the equivalent of like the Snake Eyes. Right. They're going to. We're, interestingly we're, we're, enough, we're the knife. Fucks. <laughs> 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 we're the weapon people we're gun <laughs> what um, do you guys call yourselves gun <laughs> ah, gun <laughs> um, I'm sweating fucking bullets what do you guys sound, call yourselves just the actual sound of a gunshot just, <laughs> <laughs> just opens his mouth a gunshot sound comes out so if you're talking about, like, cowboys, like, from country western songs, they'll still be a thing. Right. They won't call themselves cowboys in the future. Um, they'll call themselves uh, uh, cowmen because, right. you know, it's a, quite a long time from now. They will have grown up. It's a matter of dignity. Yeah. You know, they realize that they, they, it's, it's emasculating, and so they wanted to be called well, cowmen. It's, it's time to leave boyhood things behind. Yeah. Cowboys yeah. have been cowboys for a very long time, mm -hmm. and when the future rolls around, they will have become men. They put on their big boy chaps. Yeah. And they put in on their twenty gallon hats. <laughs> they're thirty gallon they're hats. Two, they're, they're thirty to forty to fifty gallon hats. <laughs> <laughs> they're extremely tall hats. Yeah. Um, 
cowmen are with, going with to be different that way. On their, with, with spurs on their boots so large and sharp that they dig canyons in the earth below them. Yeah, they carve <laughs> out pads behind them. Yeah. They, they're extremely dangerous. They have massive calf muscles. They're just, they're they're spin, rotating at a million miles an hour at all time and they zip across the wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a pair of high-powered rollerblades. <laughs> yeah. Just cutting through the, du- the dust and desert sand and just carrying a thousand cows on their back yeah, just that's in how their, you herd cows is uh, the sweat of your brow and 30 <laughs> to 40 gallons of blood in their 30 <laughs> to 40 gallon hats yeah <laughs> extra in case they need it um yeah and the you know the group of people who we could refer to as cowmen right will actually be more dangerous than the group of people who refer to themselves as cowboys two separate groups of people yeah. remember wholly unrelated two wholly unrelated roving groups of uh toughs yeah you might run into both of them and they might run into one another and when they do we all know that the men will beat the boys yeah but um you don't want to get caught in the crossfire if you ever in one direction hear the sound of hoofbeats and yeehaws, and from the other direction, hear the sound of, like, a chainsaw being pressed through dirt. Yeah. Run. That's the thing, is that the cowboys venerate the cow. The cowmen master them. <laughs> there right. was never any contest. Right, exactly. And that brings us to the the cowboys, you know, the, the beasts yeah. that are a combination of cow and boy that will rove the yeah. wastelands. So, to just, just, so to reiterate... What will happen to the cowboys? All all that stuff we just said. What's going to happen? Can't plug this here because apparently that fucks everything up. But oh yeah, um, we forgot to mention the Dallas Cowboys. That's um, they'll all just die. They'll be dead right away. Right away. The, whatever happens is going to happen right there. The They're cow- all going to die. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys are actually going to die before the world ends. Yeah, uh, just letting you know. It's going to be very sad. <laughs> It's going to be a sad thing that happens in, in, next in, year. In a, in a, in a tragically <laughs> unsurreal bus accident. <laughs> there, it's not going to be fun. They're not going to mutate. There's not, there's not going to be any fucking weird abstract bullshit happening in the background. A fucking... They're... they're <laughs> They're, they're driving to a game on an icy road and fucking... <laughs> and there's a terrible accident. They barrel roll off a cliff. And they right. all died in a fiery bus crash. And the, the one person who survives will later catch COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it'll be a very, very sad experience. Won't have anything to do with our real area of expertise. But since you asked, you should know. The Dallas Cowboys are doomed. They have about yeah. a year. Yeah, no, just to cover all of our bases. That's what will happen to the Cowboys. That's, that's what will happen to the Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> Every time I I, I I I read what will happen to the Cowboys, I just hear like wistful old west music start. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's got Red Dead Redemption vibes, where it's like a morning of the loss of the yeah, old west. Exactly. Yeah. What will happen to the Cowboys? Uh, no more guns in the valley. Our next question. <laughs> All right, you ready for the next question? Yes. All right, this is coming from email. This is uh, hey Will and Chris. Recently, I've been trying to get into stand-up comedy because the world is closed. I'm not doing very well. After the event, will I have better luck? Will comedy clubs still be a thing? You fucking idiot. (laughs) There's only darkness down that road. There's nothing good. <laughs> no, hold, hold on, just to clarify. Not not down that road in the world to come. You mean no, just, just right, right now. now yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. 
It's fucking 2021, dude. Have you seen a Netflix special recently? Exactly. <laughs> Netflix specials have two options right now. Option number one, boring as shit and sad. Option number, number two, two, raging transphobia. Those are your <laughs> only options. The your, medium is dead. It's either you're boring and sad or a mean comedian from the 2000s who <laughs> just <laughs> simply will not accept trans people. <laughs> And in the boring ones, you know why no one is laughing that hard? Because they had to pay them to be there. They, they paid those audiences to be there. Did they really? Because nobody wants to see stand-up comedy anymore. It's dead. I'm sorry. It's, it's over. It's because everything... I don't want it to be, but it's gone. Well, because the current age is, is so absurd that it's not... There's nothing to joke about. It's just like the Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> it's not so yeah. bad it's good. It's just bad. It's so bad it's not even so bad it's good. Right. It's <laughs> too bad to be to be any... In order to make fun of something, you have to like take it to its logical extreme. We're already at the most extreme it can get. Look, I feel like you didn't... You intended for us to do some goofy stuff, and you instead you've triggered us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, you've, you've, like, exhumed... Uh, like, like, you've dug down <laughs> into the graves of our dreams and exhumed their corpses and rattled their bones <laughs> and been like, hey, teach me how to do this. Uh, yeah, but no, I feel like it's dead. Like, I feel like even if, I feel like even if there was stuff to joke about, like, people are, it's just not, like, the only people who you hear about having stand-up come out are people who are already famous. Like, it's not, I don't think that there are new people getting careers in stand-up. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I really wish I had a funny thing to say, but I think about this a lot. I mean, I'm like, I'm definitely exaggerating my thoughts on it, but, like, yeah, me too, me I too. do think that the, the medium is still alive. It's just nothing like the Dane Cook yeah. at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not like it was five years ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> like it was it's, it was like uh, five years ago, I was like, I could maybe be a comedian. Now I'm like, I could be the most talented comedian in the world, and I don't, like, you know, I'm not saying I couldn't get a job, but it's, my chances are low enough that it's not worth doing. God damn it, Louie. This is all your fault. It's kind of a little bit. I feel like it, <laughs> it might have taken another two or three years, but he really did put the nail in the coffin. <laughs> Just like the last, like unambiguously talented stand-up comedian who everyone liked, is like, nope, actually a monster. Sorry, this is a bad. <laughs> this is a, this is a bad form full of bad people. I also want to don't just... do art, you idiot. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's for bad people. <sighs> okay, let's. If you're gonna do stand-up in the event, um, I mean it's gonna be all bringer shows. <laughs> That's the most apocalyptic part of it. <laughs> All bringer shows. Only bringer shows. Not even an open mic. You want to do stand-up comedy? Do you have ten friends who you're willing to put through that? <laughs> How badly do you want to do comedy? Do you want to do comedy oh badly God. enough that you want to bring ten of your fucking friends Can you to twist? see your unpolished set that you haven't showed to anybody <sighs> yet? Do you oh. want to do that? Oh my god. You either gotta do that or you gotta pay fifteen dollars. It's gonna be one oh. of those two. Did you ever did you ever do any bringers? I, I feel did. like we I, never did. I never had enough friends. <laughs> <laughs> I could think of one guy who would be willing to go watch me do stand up and you were already doing it with right. me. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, those open mics, man. Oh god. Oh god. I mean, I don't know, I miss it sometimes, but like yeah. I I don't miss 
I, I miss the fucking cocaine high of going on stage and telling a joke that you think is funny and everyone in the audience being like, yes, we agree. Yeah. This is funny and you are funny and you're cool and good. That feels incredible. Everything else associated with stand-up, don't miss it all. Oh, I just had another instance where I pulled out my phone and it was just like on the settings for Google Chrome. I got to start huh. stop putting my phone into sleep mode before I put it in my pocket. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to keep accidentally following all right podcasts in the dead of night. I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> Chris texted me earlier today. Oh, I didn't no. text you. I posted it as right. an Instagram story. <laughs> yeah. Um, saying that he woke up today and our podcast was following three alt-right podcasts. podcasts and Jordan Peterson's podcast. Jordan Peterson podcasts. <laughs> Which is like, um, everyone relax. I didn't mean to do it. I was probably just high and stumbling around my house listening to a podcast with no headphones on and I had my phone open and... You know, just be like holding my phone with my grubby fingers, got to the (laughs) Podbean page, and I guess unfortunately went to the recommended section, which I don't know what that means. I'm not that guy. I'm sure that Podbean just knows that we're two white dudes (laughs) in our mid-20s. Who talk a lot about Jordan Peterson. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe there's an AI that hears me talk about Jordan Peterson a lot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know. It comes down to irony poisoning. Is that like, we, we are operating on... We, we, we do fake alt-right as a joke enough that an AI could maybe be tricked into thinking that <laughs> we're actually alt-right. Oh, I love that. It's, That's it's hilarious. Pretty, oh, yeah. I took my phone out so I could look at a question. I almost just put it away so that we could talk about that instead. Look, I'm a um, firm believer in the idea of conscious media consumption. It, it, it goes hand in hand with this thing that people say about, like, media inherently normalizing things, which I don't think is always the case. Because we know that video games don't make school shooters. We also know that watching fucking Jordan Peterson do an interview doesn't turn you into a legitimate Jordan Peterson fan. It just turns you into somebody who talks about lobsters in a funny voice on his podcast. Right. And so, like, if you decided, honestly, man, if you decide to follow some alt-right podcasts <laughs> just out of curiosity and morbid fascination, you're more than welcome to it. I'm not, I don't think you're going to turn into a Nazi because you listened to some stuff for poops and giggles. I'm probably not going to, though. Yeah, no, I you don't probably think I want to. It doesn't sound like that much fun. <laughs> because Although, also, like, what if I do? <laughs> <laughs> what if I listen to it? I'm like, oh, they're making some good points. Then I, I'm a Nazi. I, I hope Oops. not. <laughs> well, no, no, because in, in order to think that, you will, you would have to believe that they are making good points. I guess that's, a, yeah, well, what if they say some stuff I hadn't thought of before? <laughs> um, then you were already a Nazi. <laughs> All right, you were okay. already a bad guy. Well, I guess I need to listen to these podcasts so I can finally find you gotta out. You got to double check. <laughs> I got to be absolutely sure. Up until I listened to Jordan Peterson, I was, I know, I was thinking, you know, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe people are just like, like lobsters. lobsters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's imagining, like, I'm like listening, I'm like sitting very like, like this is like, this is a job I'm doing. Like I'm in like a, like a, like a work chair mm-hmm. and I'm just, I got like headphones on and I'm just. Ah, <sighs> oh, beans. I just put on a swastika. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Fuck. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> like They got me. <laughs> Gee whiz. I really thought I wasn't one, but... <laughs> I just... I, I just... I just think that some people have this idea that, like, you pop on the Ben Shapiro show and you'd like werewolf into uh you know fucking conservative well, scumbag what is, and it's uh, like fucking people do sometimes but that's they, the crazy thing it's but, like it's been documented like I, it's i, I, know, I agree but, i don't think it happens as much as people make it out like it does 
but it's fucking crazy, dude. It does happen. People get fucking blackpilled. Well, yeah, I do have a friend who said that one of the mental health crises he had over the course of COVID right. was like he felt himself get fully radicalized by the alt-right and had to crawl his way back <laughs> oh my out God, of it. Yeah. yeah, and so, like, it's a thing that I recognize does happen, but I think people are, you know, so on edge and wary about finding out that somebody is secretly a Nazi. If they hear us talk about how you accidentally while stoned right. grubby thumbed your way into following <laughs> jordan peterson yeah they get worried right and so i think the antidote to that is kind of saying like hey listen no i don't really want to listen to jordan peterson <laughs> but like if i did i wouldn't become a white supremacist look if i was like if i had earnestly followed jordan peterson and a bunch of alt-right podcasts this would this would be a really weird and public way for me to backtrack on. <laughs> for, like that's actually very funny. Like the idea of me like following a bunch of all right podcasts and being like, oh shit, oh no, people can see this. Oh, they're gonna know. Oh, it's gonna be a whole thing. I better oh, tell fuck. everyone. I better <laughs> tell everybody. I better make it absolutely clear. I better make an Instagram story <laughs> about how I was actually just because t- honestly, I say it out loud and it sounds like an excuse. It, it does. It does yeah. sound like a real dog ate my homework kind of scenario. <laughs> Like, it, so- it sounds like something that you would say to someone to explain why they just received your dick pic. Like, it's, right, yeah. It's... Oh, no, 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 don't open that. Don't open that. <laughs> oh, they... Don't open it. Don't open this photo of my big, beautiful penis. <laughs> <laughs> Unless. So, uh, so uh, speaking, of, speaking of Nazis, um, our next question, speaking of Nazis. Yes. We're talking about Nazis a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Nazis. My question is, how can I stay fashionable and fit in the current style trends while also trying not to die, maybe? In the world to come, I assume, is the implied thing. What does that have to do with fascism? Uh, well, because Nazis had those, sick, had those sick fits, you know? <laughs> I think it would have been a better joke if we were still talking about Nazis. Well, but... we can cut it. <laughs> yeah, we can just pretend I didn't say this had anything to do with Nazis. But where are you gonna, how are you going to say fit and fashionable in the world to come? Well, um... You bring up trying not to die, and I'm glad you did, because the heart of fashion lies in survivalism. It is. Because— It's just going to be more literal. Right, exactly. There's this kind of, like—you go into, like, a a room full of fashionable people, and you immediately get this sense, like, there are fucking sharks in the water. Yeah. These people are going to fucking kill me. And then after the event, they will, maybe. If your shoes aren't good— that's a really <laughs> And that's fashion. <laughs> you don't want bad shoes. You know what? I would agree. In today's era, fashion is a form of self-defense in many ways. Mm. And even on occasion a form of offense. In the world to come, yes, you're right. It will be a literal case wherein the more fashionable you are, the more well-protected you are. Yeah. Only switched around. If your armor is functional, you will be fashionable. Yes. That is a quote from the designer, um, Elgrad. Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wasn't sure if you were going to say a real designer or not, but if it wasn't, it was Big Carl. I was going to make one up, but you know what? Yeah, okay. So, uh, a Big Carl. Um, Big Carl will also be a clothing designer. He's, look, he's got a lot of sides to him, okay? (laughs) We don't have to talk. Focus on what you were going to say. Well, it was, it was that. It was, if your, if your armor's functional, you are fashionable. And the way that fashion will work. 
Yes, of course. Yeah. He, he does a lot of quotes. You got to cut the end off. Him. Yeah. Anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, if you've got thick, powerful, leathery, steely armor, right? People are going to love it. People's feelings about how you look is really what makes you look good. So because we, yeah, yeah. a sharp suit mm-hmm. right now, if you take that back in time to the 1700s where men were all wearing high heels makeup and frilly white wigs, right. you'd look like a fucking tool Yeah, in a suit and tie. They'll call you gay. Yeah. <laughs> they they would not like it at all. They'd be like, what are you wearing? You And, and, and you would be wrong. You would be the one who's in the wrong in that moment. Yeah. And... So fashion is dictated by how people feel about what you how you look. Yeah. And if you make people feel a certain way when you look a certain way, that's what's going to make it fashionable. And so if you make people feel intimidated mm-hmm. or secure or secure the sufficient amount or just make it clear that like you are not you can't you I can't be fucked with. Right. Like I feel like something maybe very fashionable in the world to come would just be like a perfectly Perfectly smooth, spherical, tungsten orb. Well... Just like a, a orb of metal that you roll around in. Yes. And you're, you're safe, and people are going to find that very attractive. You will be able to, to uh, uh, acquire those. Um, yeah. Many factories will mutate in the world to come. The genetic components of... Uh, yeah, right. We'll be uh, irradiated. Yeah, exactly. Be, yeah. And uh, they'll, they'll, they'll smell empty spheres. Genes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And uh, <laughs> the radioactivity will uh, mutate the, the smelting, and the smelting will make the steel into big steel orbs Oops, that roll that around. You, you, can, you can go inside it. Yeah, and people it. are going to look at that and go, damn. Yeah, yeah. That's... that's, that's <laughs> Honestly, fucking stupid if, shit. if fucking Lady Gaga came out in an enormous tungsten orb, yeah, people would be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> they, yeah. you know, I don't think that, you know, it's in the right context, anything can be fashion, including enormous metal orbs. And that actually brings us to another point, and yeah. that is that your power can also imbue clothing with value. Right. If, if you don't need armor, mm. whatever armor you wear will make you look more powerful and make it clearer that you don't need it. Mm. So, for instance, Lady Gaga, back to her. Okay. She shocked millions for some reason <laughs> when she wore that meat dress. <laughs> and by doing so, she said, cloth, fuck it. And she became more powerful for it. So if you have skin of leather and you mm. have, you know, maybe even five arms and mm. are very, very strong, mm-hmm. what you'll do is you'll your strength will stick out more than your armor does and make whatever armor you have become way more interesting. And people Mm. will find you very fashionable. So depending on your strength level, if you're strong enough to not need armor, less is more. Look, if if you're eight feet tall, a hulking wall of pure muscle, eight to 17 limbs, razor sharp teeth, generally aggressive personality, all... Extra thumbs. Just a cod piece. Yep. That's all you need. Yep. A pure golden cod piece. And that really depends on where in the wastelands you are. Uh-huh. Because in some areas, they don't care if you're even, you know, some areas they have like decency laws. Well, well, let me... In some areas they don't, and you could just let it hang out. But here, but either way, here's the thing. It's exactly what you said. Less is more. Right. You put a, you, you, you're, if you're, if you were, a, again, an eight foot tall, uh, just like perfect specimen of humanity, mm-hmm. the ideal being. If you have a cod piece on, people mm-hmm. are going to be like, "What's under there?" 
That's you know? true. They're going to be like, what's going on under that under that beautiful golden codpiece? It's going to inspire the and imagination. why is it on his chest? <laughs> <laughs> right, because... Yeah, there's going to be a, an element of like, ooh, what's under there? But there's also going to be an element of, ooh, what's under there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, what is like, they're like, there's going to be a, both a sexual and scientific curiosity. And that's when you know you really have them. That's, yeah. That's how you know you're getting the attention you need. That's how I like to, that's that's how I like to feel, <laughs> you know? That's, that's how I like to make the ladies feel. You know, whoa, <laughs> this is scientifically <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> oh, Some my God. medical marvel. Oh, my God. Let me get my notebook. <laughs> Hold on. I got to write this down. I have to go and get my Bunsen burner. And then she lights my penis on fire. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Can I take a picture and then she like sets up all these lights like she, like, <laughs> she gets a cover slip she, out and... she, she's in like a lab coat and glasses like very clinically <laughs> just like she's doing measurements before just like <laughs> eventually it's not sexy at all well, yeah point. exactly she's it's... sweating over like a microscope and like slides <laughs> of tissue samples what does it mean <laughs> <laughs> she's got charts just stapled to the walls <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting there, full, thoroughly flaccid. It's been like three and a half hours, and uh... <laughs> it's a guy every time. <laughs> every time, uh, just I'm I'm just trying to have a nice nice night out, and instead I in, inspire a fiery passion for the sciences. I knew I shouldn't and, uh... <laughs> I shouldn't have gotten into jelking. <laughs> I'll tell you, it works, but not in the ways that you. Know. <laughs> it's it's bigger, it's bigger I, I, <laughs> but what is it? Um, but anyway, fashion uh, medically <laughs> alter your body is another thing you can do to be the, oh, fashionable yeah. and fit. Is if you can medically alter your body through the ancient uh, Arabian art of jelking. <laughs> That's true. If you jelk your f- fingers <laughs> until they're really big, <laughs> and, <laughs> That's, and, 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 that, and that's what these uh, definitely real people who came up with jelking. Yeah, that, that <laughs> they were thinking too small. What if we jelked other body parts? <laughs> imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine. Will, I need you to, I need you to, I need you to pull yourself in for a Hold second. Hold on, my imagination has turned off. I need a second. Okay, I, I just, because I need you, I really need it going for you to imagine. Okay. A full body jelk. <laughs> <laughs> is this, is this a machine that does the full body jelk? Well, I think that's what we're here to figure out. Okay. <laughs> Folks, um, we're, we've just reached a very special moment in the podcast. You, you, you rap. <laughs> we need, we right now need to figure out, based on just scraps of information we've gathered from our visions, figure out how the full body jelk occurs so that we can help answer your question about fashion. Here's what I'm thinking. Yes. Two velvet mattresses. Yes. On either side. You have four attendants. Right. <laughs> kind of just on, I've, you know... I guess there's actually not that much to explain after that. They just kind of undulate. They just sort of... Well, the problem with a mattress, though, is that it's got a soft covering. It doesn't have the firmness of That's the hand true. that is necessary for penile jelking. Yeah. So I oh, feel like... you know what you're going to need? A very big guy? A very big Carl. 
Gonna need pick gonna need to get Big Carl with his big rock smashing hands. So basically, <laughs> just kind of grip you, <laughs> sort of. I'm doing an act out. You guys can can't see it. see it, but just kind of like. I can see it. Yeah, you're gonna need. Um, oh yeah, we know that's not how it works though. You gotta like they you get the tip. Well. Flaccid, right? I don't know. And then, know. like, you do, like... I don't. I never jumped. Yeah, I mean, I think I might have a couple times in, like, middle school, just because, like, yeah. I don't know, please. <laughs> just, like... <laughs> just maybe, maybe. I don't know. What's the worst that can happen? No, I've been too busy Googling reduction methods, <laughs> you know? So, like, I don't, you know... <laughs> like, I just got too much to go around, you yeah. know? And I'm just, like, you know... <laughs> uh... Anyway, um, this is the, you gotta find someone with you gotta. This is what you do: is that <laughs> in order to achieve the full body jelk, you gotta yeah. have someone jelk so long and so thoroughly that their penis can wrap around <laughs> a human body. What the fuck? It's uh, it's simply the only way. You're I don't right. know why you're reacting like you're this. You're right. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna need a lot of like influence and power already. If, if you want to get Big Carl to jelk you. I mean, not everybody can get a big dick or a big, the rest of you. That's <laughs> true, yeah. You know, it's it's exclusive. It's um, possible, but it's only for the elite. Well, one way that you can do that is by acquiring enough PCP to make Big Carl want to do it. Now, this would be the equivalent of trying to, you know, uh, acquire an, enough... Um, Oh, man, I can't think of a fun thing that, like, a funny thing that Joe Biden would want. But right. um, this would be, like, the equivalent of, oh, I like, can think of some things, but I, I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. You're right. Just... Yeah. Okay, just, so... Just, um, just, a, just a sea of, of children's hair. <laughs> <laughs> just get really, just, just really just bury his nose up in there and go to town. And just... If, if you could get in touch with Big Carl and you offer him enough PCP, he might jelk you. Right. And that's something you can try for. Otherwise, you could find snakes, torture rack, uh, other things. I recommend and uh, that, heavy jelking. And that is fashion, darling. <laughs> that's just fashion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's How do you do fashion good? You get Big Carl. It's a masturbate to, your to body. Jelk your whole body. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, this may, I haven't read the full question yet, but maybe this is interesting. This is from me, the email. Hey guys, if gas is an incredibly valuable resource in the world to come, does my history of managing a gas station give me an advantage in scavenging the new world? Pros. I know how to get into the tanks, and I worked in the aftermath of a couple of hurricanes, which definitely felt like post-apocalyptic on a smaller scale. Cons. I personally cannot predict uh, the changes of the future. Um, well, my first instinct is to say that gas, as in like gasoline, will not retain its value. Mm. Um, there will be periods of time in history to come where gas will have more value than others. But when the bombs first drop uh, and the sky first turns inside mm. out, and Jesus first pees on you. He does his whole deal. He does his thing that he's been planning. Which is mostly peeing on it's you. It's a lot of piss. It's really weird. Yeah. I did not see it coming before I saw it coming. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. And I didn't see him coming either, but he's coming. You know, Christ are, is coming, and he are, will be coming too. <laughs> people are full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but gas. Uh, gas will lose all of its value for a long time after that. Because all of the cars will stop working. Um they are going to just 
fall apart or mutate into animals that have arms and legs instead of wheels. And here's, well, and here's the other problem with gas is if everything catches fire and all the gas catches fire, there's not going to be any more gas. Gas is burned up. But here, this is the thing is that like, it's not going to be immediately useful. Right. But if you're lucky enough to live for five, six million years, mm. you know, eventually all the bones of your friends and family will mm-hmm. have gone down to earth and you'll know where they are because you buried them yourself. You mourn them, every one of them. Yeah. Watching the years go by. People who you used to who you saw who you saw as children, aging, getting older and older every Slowly, day, but steadily deteriorating, acquiring the mind of a god over the course of millennia. Uh-huh. Seeing yeah. everything, knowing everything, feeling everything, all existence uh, connected with your mind as a single node at its cent- node at its center. Um, and so you'll know where all your dead friends are, and it'll turn into gas, and you can use it to drive a car. Yeah. At that point, over six or so million years, you'll probably have figured out to build your own car. Yeah, you probably won't need to, but yeah, you could. If there's anything left. Yeah, you could also probably just make gas from, you know, the from pure brain energy at that point. That's true. Um, um, and also... Hmm. Uh, and you also you will be you will, you will exist as, you know, as a single node connecting all consciousness in the universe. Right. So, like, even if you weren't a gas station attendant, you... <laughs> You would also have, you know, you will also be a gas station attendant because you're everyone in all things. Right. So, like, you're also kind a of guy irrelevant. who knows how to build cars. So, like, either, you know, I guess, like, whether or not you're a gas station attendant now is not going to be super relevant because you will be a couple million years in the future in addition to being everyone and everything. But when it comes, like, to, like, the immediate future that you're more likely to survive through, uh-huh. uh, probably useless. Probably, Probably worthless. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might drink it. That might help you because yeah. a lot of people's digestion systems will uh, maybe yeah. mutate and you'll only be able to eat gas. Maybe it make you go fast. You know what? Maybe. It's worth a shot. Maybe. Have you tried? You're yeah. a gas station attendant. You have constant access to gasoline. Why haven't you been drinking it to yes. see if it makes you go fast? Worst case scenario, you fart, gas come out, light on fire, big big fire fart. That's super funny. Very funny. I actually was thinking to myself, God, I hope I can figure out a way to make a gas like fart joke. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I'm glad I you got did. there. It was a little sweaty, but I feel like I made it. That's okay. It's <laughs> hot in here, so we're both pretty sweaty. It's like, you know, it's like one of those like Olympic, uh, you know, like they're on like the sawhorse or they're doing flips and stuff and they do like a triple somersault. And they, yeah. they kind of they take a little step back as they hit the ground and they lose right. a couple points for it. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, everyone was like, "Wow, good, cool, good job." Yeah, we did a, we, we did, did a some fart, flips a and that was nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think it's going to be something that you would consume as a beverage um, to mm-hmm. go fast or get fucked up, um, mm-hmm. or just when you're like out of pee and you want something tasty to drink. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a certain kind. It's got a certain musk to it. It does. I think most things are probably going to taste like gasoline. So oh, yeah. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, a lot of people will turn into gasoline. That's true. Um, they'll just melt and become pure gasoline. Yeah. That whole six million year process will happen in an instant. <laughs> they'll, and they'll then skip. they'll catch fire and, die, and they'll be gone. And then there won't be any gas left. That's the ironic thing is for a, a split second, there's going to be. Uh, much more gas than there is now. Right. The gas shortage will be solved, but then it'll all catch fire along with all the other gas. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to Life in the World to Come. 
This has been a fucking long one. You don't know that if yeah. you're not paying us money. But good God, we've been here a while. We talked about a lot of things. We talked about a lot of things. We talked about... We, we talked about... What did we learn today? Uh, okay, so we learned... Uh, give Big Carl your PCP. Give, that's, I think... If, you know what? We can stop there. That's the I most feel important like, I feel like remember, that's the right? most important to, uh, thing to remember is uh, is give Car- is 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 give Carl your PCP. Mm. Yes, yes, I, I I um I think I agree. Yeah. yeah. Thanks everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, uh, you, you can you can support us on Patreon if you want. Patreon.com/slash uh, Life in the World to Come. Uh, let me leave us a rating on iTunes. Five stars, please. Don't even have to say anything. That would be nice. It would be nice if you did that. And, uh, I don't know, Instagram, Discord, all that stuff. You can find it in the fucking description. Our intro and outro music is... We are the Hellhounds. We are the Hellhounds by the Taxpayers. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, let's get into... Now, and, now, and, then it just, and then it just and fizzles, fizzles out. out. It just, it's just fizzles out. It just fizzles out. And that is to take me home. This is very obnoxious. Oh,